Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, as long as you're 21 or older, Michael Hill, Jason Holder, proudly bring to you the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. And if you're not done with that, go listen to something else. Welcome back to another week of the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. We are officially one week away from WrestleMania. Man, I wish I cared. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm trying to think, this seems to be the most unanticipated WrestleMania of the last several years of my life. I was just going to say the most meh yeah. WrestleMania. Like, okay, we got Brock versus Roman. How many times have we seen that at WrestleMania? 300? Right. And the rest of the card is just kind of this nebulous... Stuff we got Kevin Owens with a talk show segment that's going to turn into a beatdown with Stone Cold, and I, I, I just I don't care. Yeah, Ronda versus Charlotte. Nah, WWE has done an amazing job of making me not care about their pinnacle premiere event. Yeah. Yay. And on that note, we're going to talk about the whiskey that we're drinking this week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we are trying Slain Irish Whiskey. This has been triple cast because, you know, one cask is never enough, apparently. <laughs> if one cast is good, what about three? So it's been trickle, triple casked in virgin, seasoned, and sherry barrels. Interesting. So... Maybe that's the note I was getting because I was smelling it earlier. And I was trying to place what I was smelling, and maybe it's that sweet sherry smell that I'm getting. I got this for about 30 bucks, I want to say. Yeah, when, when we opened it a second ago, and uh, Michael goes, huh, there's no cork. It's <laughs> like, this is going to be great. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. It's not bad. It's not bad. It's not strong. There's not a strong flavor to it. No, there's no, there's, it's not strong. It's not, it kind of reminds, it, it's not bad, but it reminds me of that dimple pinch that we had. The one that, yeah. when we, when we drank it, we were just like, there is no discerning quality of this whiskey. I would say this is better than the dimple pinch. It's better. It has a little. It has a little more. It has flavor. It has I'll flavor. Give it that. There's a little very, bit. I'm getting a little bit of a late burn. It's just not a very right. pronounced flavor. No, I guess. And considering this is an Irish whiskey, you know, you think about Bushmills, you think about uh, Jameson, you know, yeah. you think about Tullamore Dew, you think about the proper number twelve, proper number twelve. You think about the the hit that those have. This doesn't have that. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't call it a bad whiskey for 30 bucks. I would call it actually kind of decent. Um, I mean, it just it, doesn't have, it has no, it has, it doesn't have any negative qualities, but it doesn't have any good positive qualities either. Yeah. It, it just is what it is. Yeah. If I'm going to spend this kind of money again and at the risk of sounding like I'm shilling for redemption, I'm going to spend the money yeah. on the redemption because it's just that much better. Yeah. Yeah. And I it, can agree with that. And for sure. So, but this is whiskey and wrestling where we want to try different whiskeys mm -hmm. or other spirits. And so we're going to try new stuff. Yeah. That's kind of our job. And sometimes it's going to be good. Redemption, larceny, those. Sometimes it's going to be meh, slain, dimple pinch. And, yeah. Yeah. All right. So. Let's dive into this week of wrestling. There's qu actually quite a bit to talk about, I think, this week. Mm -hmm. uh, there's been some big news coming out of WWE land yeah. about a certain individual. And so, But we'll run through the results of wrestling this week. Starting on Monday Night Raw, we opened the show with glass breaking and chainsaws chainsawing. Within the first, I, I just real quick, I got to say this. Within the first 15 minutes of the first wrestling show of the week, segment of the week. Yeah. Out comes Kevin Owens in a bald cap. Well, you forgot the most important part. 
the crowd went ballistic. Okay, so as you would expect, hearing the, you know, yeah, crowd goes completely nuts. Yeah, that glass breaking, Stone Cold. It's Stone Cold's entrance. Yeah. And the crowd loses their minds, and out comes Kevin Owens in a bald cap. And not even a particularly well-put-on bald cap. I was dying laughing. It was great. He cuts his whole segment in character as Stone Cold Steve Austin. Stone Cold Kevin Owens. Yeah. But, you know, he he was doing the whole Stone Cold Steve Austin stuff. At one point in the middle of it, they cue Austin's music again, and, and Kevin, like... Bows up like he's getting ready for crazy again. And then Kevin just starts laughing. Is Kevin Owens the best presenter in wrestling right now? I think so, yeah. Just everything he does, we go back to a year or so ago when he's like, no, I'm not going to come down to the ring. What, do you think I'm stupid? Yeah. When he did did that, the other thing that I really liked about him was when he was interviewing somebody and they said, someone's name and he goes you don't say their names because then the music hits and then they come to and right then music hits they walk out he goes see i told you <laughs> it was so nice having a smart face for a while right <sighs> anyways owens cuts his whole promo and he stuns a guy the beer thrower at the end of it because kevin couldn't catch the beers and we move on we have the Mysterios versus the Dirty Dogs, which the Dirty Dogs get the win, I believe, after Ray was unmasked. Yeah, Miz uh, and... Uh, yeah, the Miz unmasked. And unmasked Ray. Which, yeah, okay, sure. I don't care. I It's another match I don't care about. The Mysterios versus Miz and... Yeah, Logan Paul. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Pointless. We have Omos versus Apollo Crews and Commander Aziz. And I missed this one because I was watching on Hulu. And I don't believe that this was a match on Hulu. Omos won. Yeah, of course he did. We have Ray Ripley and Liv Morgan versus Natalia and Shayna Baszler. So live for destruction or live for brutality. I don't know. Live for brutality. And Natalia and Shayna Baszler. I love it though. I'm there for it. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm going to have to go back to taking notes because Bleacher Report has failed me two weeks in a row by <laughs> doing something as simple as just telling me who won the match. Yeah. And, and like, my memory's not that good. So, we had that match. We had Austin Theory versus Finn Balor where Finn Balor gets the win. I hated this match. We'll talk about it later. We have RK Bro versus Alpha Academy, where um, I think RK Bro gets the win. Yeah, Riddle Riddle gets the win. Then Otis attacks to lay out RK Bro. Out come Street Profits, who lay out Alpha Academy, and then hit moves on Riddle to stand tall going into Mania. We get uh, Reggie and Dana Brooks versus Akira Tozawa and Tamina, also not on Hulu, and nobody cares. Uh, we have AJ Styles versus Seth Rollins, which Just was an, roll right which by was that. another. Uh, if Seth wins, he gets uh, AJ spot at Mania, and no. Seth did not win. Seth didn't win, so <sighs> adrenaline in my soul. Will we yeah. see Cody, Cody Rhodes, Rhodes at Monday Night Raw? We're not going to see him at Raw, but. I have a feeling he'll pop up at Mania. I'm positive he's popping up at Mania. The question is, are they going to bring him out to Raw to I, sell tickets? I highly doubt it. Okay. It would it would surprise me if they did. Let's put it that way. But um, we then go to Wednesday night, of course, for AEW Dynamite. We kicked off with CM Punk versus Dax Harwood. Uh, Punk wins. You knew it would. And we see kind of what looks like maybe possibly... The beginning of a face turn for FTR. Uh, we had the eight-man tornado tag match, which was Sting, Darby Allen, and the Hardys versus Private Party, the Butcher and the Blade. Uh, the good guys win again. We knew they would. Hardy boys. We got John Moxley and Brian Danielson versus the Varsity Blondes, which apparently we have a name for the Moxley Brian Danielson group now called the Blackpool Combat Club. 
I'm there um, for it. So they win. The the best thing here, honestly, was Julia Hart sitting <laughs> on the steps the whole time, looking like a pouty cheerleader. Just uh, looking pouty, just, just sitting staring there. Staring off into the crowd. Like when William Regal comes out, he walks past her and she doesn't even move. She's there the entire segment after the match, like the entire promo after the match. Like, mm-hmm. please put her in the house of black. Gotta be at some point. MJF cuts a promo uh, on Wardlow. He tells, basically he tells Wardlow that he's not letting it out, letting him out of his contract. And in fact, he's going to force him to stay home. He's just going to pay him to stay at home. Um, Yay, whatever. Uh, we had Jay Lethal versus Adam Cole. Adam Cole wins. Um, we then had Sammy Guevara and Tay Conti. Uh, they cut a promo on Dan Lambert and America's Top Team, which end with, ended with a very divisive comment, uh, which carried over to Twitter. Uh, as far as wrestling wrestling group is concerned, which we'll talk about. Oh, yeah. We had Layla Hirsch versus Red Velvet for the 47th time where uh, I think Layla Hirsch won. Yeah, Layla won that one, I believe. We had John Silver and Alex Reynolds versus Jericho and Daniel Garcia. Uh, of course, the Jericho Appreciation Society won. We also saw in here during the Adam Cole thing, he stole Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus's titles. Uh, and no, on Dynamite he stole. No, that was on Rampage. On, on Dynamite he stole uh, Hangman's title. Spoilers. Yeah. So yeah, that was that was Dynamite. All right, SmackDown. We start off with Brock Lesnar. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Brutal. We start yeah. off with Brock Lesnar. Gotta gotta say it right. You gotta know? do it the right way. Gotta yeah. get the employee. <laughs> so Brock comes in and he's like, Yeah, so I was fined last week. So I've paid the fines. I've bought some cars. I bought Roman a nice brand new blood red SUV. <laughs> yeah. And then he goes, and I'm not allowed to touch Roman unless provoked. So I think I'm just gonna go sit in Roman's dressing room until I get some provoking. Yep. And that's what he does. And he's throughout the entire show. You, they cut back to him. And he's always destroying something. Like he walks into Roman's dressing room, sits down, breaks the table in front of him with his feet, it breaks a lamp later on. He's just tearing the place up. Brock honestly looks like he's having the time of his life, right? He now. really does. Uh, we then have Kofi Kingston versus Ridge Holland, but wait, it is not Kofi versus Ridge. It is Xavier Woods versus Ridge. So a returning Xavier Woods versus Rich Holland. Xavier gets the win. We have Ronda Rousey addressing Charlotte Flair. That's a thing that happened. Charlotte wasn't, quote unquote, was not there. So it was all just promo. We then have Ricochet versus Los Lotharios, where Ricochet promptly loses to both of them in back-to-back matches. Yay. And we'll be defending the night before WrestleMania. Yeah. Our, what is he, United States champion? United States champion, or Intercontinental, Intercontinental I don't even know. Champion. He's Intercontinental. Yeah. Our Intercontinental championship will be defended the night before WrestleMania, not at WrestleMania. We have a two-night WrestleMania, <laughs> and we can't defend the Intercontinental title yeah. on it. So he's going to defend that next week against both of them in a triple threat match. And the crowd goes wild. Anyways, um, we have Rhea Ripley versus Sasha Banks versus Shayna Baszler versus Queen Zelina. And, yeah, it was kind of just a big old cluster of a Mm four-way. It was a good match from what I saw, but it just was what it was. Yeah. Then we get Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns in a somewhat face-off. Roman shows up. He goes out to the ring. Brock decides to walk out after destroying Roman's SUV again <laughs> with a baseball bat or a sledgehammer or something this time. And, yeah, they they do their thing face-off. Over to Rampage. Rampage. Rampage kicked off with Lance Archer versus Dustin Rhodes where Dustin actually got the win. 
We had the Dark Order versus Redragon. Uh, Red Dragon won, and this is where uh, Cole stole the the tag belts because at the end of it, they it became this whole everybody attacking everybody. Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus came down to make saves. Cole stole the belts. Um, we had Nyla versus Maddie Ranowski. Uh, of course, Nyla won in like thirteen seconds. It was stupid quick. Uh, then QT Marshall gave Hook a graduation appreciation award, which Hook threw Aaron Solo through and then left. We had Swerve Strickland versus Ricky Starks for the FTW Championship where Ricky won. Um, I I hated every minute of that match, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, and that was Rampaging. Well, let's start off with the biggest news of the week. And can't say I haven't seen this coming. Mm-hmm. Triple H yep. has announced that he is officially retired from in-ring competition. Yeah, he announced it on first take on ESPN. That he no longer will be able to wrestle due to his recent heart issues. Yep. That he has a pacemaker. Uh, yep. I don't think that we knew how bad it was. We didn't because they never said it. Yeah. You know, which is fine. I'm not, I'm not, I'm definitely not, you know, getting it on that. We need to know what all's going no, on. You no, know? We, we definitely not. Everybody's health uh, is, is their own business. Yeah. And while being a fan of Triple H, that does not give me the right to know what's mm-hmm. going on in his personal if life. If he wants to share, cool. And if he doesn't want to share, that's fine too. Yeah. I'm just glad he's okay. Or at least as okay as possible, given the circumstances. I'm glad he's still here, not just for for me or for wrestling, but honestly, I'm glad he's here for his kids. I was about to say, he's got kids. Yeah. So, but yeah, uh, apparently there was a match that was going to be scheduled with him at WrestleMania that had to be, you know, completely done away with uh, due to all of this stuff. But, you know, I, I really hope Paul... Uh, yeah. Because, I mean, if he's going to be retired from in-ring, you know. Well, I mean, he's still going to have a presence be in Triple WWE. H. He's, he's always, always going to be a backstage guy, I think, at mm-hmm. Triple H. I, I mean, at uh, WWE. Because, I mean, he's the son-in-law. <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah, he might um, be on the outs right now. And, and, you know, he might not have been there to protect some of his people because of his health issues. But Triple H is going to be a force in WWE for years to come unless the McMahons and I'm including triple H in that all sell out and walk away. And I don't, I don't see see that that happening. happening. I could see them selling out, but I I can see the sellout having some, Hey, you have to retain Stephanie as this. You have to retain Paul as this kind of thing. Definitely could see something like that. Um, Glad he's on the men, you know, glad he's glad he's at least, you know, Good. Yes. If if not being able to see another pedigree from the King of Kings, so be it, you know. Yeah. So, um, yeah. We also got news this week on, I think it was Friday, that uh, Shad Gaspard yep. Yep. of Crime Time was, er, is going to be inducted into the Hall of Fame as this year's Warrior Award recipient. Yeah, you know, you know unfortunately. Well, it's not like a true Hall of Fame induction, right. but. You know. Unfortunately, Shad, what was it, last year or year before last? 2020, May of 2020. 2020. Um, he died, he drowned, uh, mm-hmm. trying to save his son, which he did save. Well, he and uh, his son were sucked out, yep. and well, when the lifeguards out. got yep. there, he told the lifeguards, hey, save, save him, son save and, him, yeah. come back for me, and unfortunately, he just yeah. couldn't hang he on. couldn't hang on to it. So, so. um, But yeah, it, it's nice to see him getting the Warrior Award. He should have gotten it last year, honestly. I, I agree. But, you know, th- there was uh, enough of a enough people got behind it this year that I don't think they had any choice but to yeah. do it that way. Yeah, I think I think that in a, he he deserves it for for you know sacrificing himself over his son as any father would do. I'm not, yeah, but he definitely deserves it, and I would like to see Crime Time with everybody else who's been inducted in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, why certainly not? Crime Time deserves they to deserve be inducted to be in the in Hall there. of Fame. You know. Um. <laughs> So, um, trying to think, uh, 
no new Cody news really, uh, other than he he has officially signed. We know that we already talked about that. Yeah, it's it's basically it's been unconfirmed but confirmed. Yeah, um, they want they wanted at least the the talk was is they want Cody to come out in his AEW gear. Yeah, to his AEW music. They want everything to be the same when he comes because that's the whole draw of Cody right now yep. for WWE is we got this guy back from AEW. Spe- speaking of Cody, though, the the Young Bucks and Kenny have been hitting him hard on Twitter. Good. He deserves uh, it. Cody made lots of comments back early part, AEW forming, uh, all out, that kind of stuff, all in you know that time period about how um, – this was the end of the road for him. AEW was where he would be for life. Uh, you know, he would never go anywhere else, no matter what. You know, he couldn't go back to WWE, burn too many bridges, and good. He was glad they were gone. You know, all this kind of stuff. And, you know, the the Bucks and, and Kenny have been tweeting, retweeting those like crazy with just like the, the questioning face emoji and, you know, on Instagram, going back and liking those posts, you know, years later, just so that it pop up in the feeds. For for as much as we just said that it's none of our business and they don't owe us anything, I really want to know what happened last year between Kenny and the too. Bucks and Cody because they seem to be really tight there in 20, what, 2018, 2019. Yep. And then even through parts sudden, of 2020. Yeah. And then when Dynamite really started firing off, you suddenly had what what the dirt sheets and all, and I think it's a great term, Cody Island. Yeah. Where you had AEW going on with the Elite and you know, the inner circle and you had all the stuff in AEW was kind of interconnected and doing its thing. And then you had Cody Island, which was Cody fighting nightmare family and nightmare factory stuff and not really getting involved with anything. Yeah. Except, Hey, I'm going to bring in this new person and I'm going to beat them. I'm going to bring in this, this indie person and I'm going to beat them. Yeah. I, I want to know what happened. I did and, too. And I really like I do. said, I we're never going to know. Nah, uh, at least I don't think out. we will. Maybe in a couple years it'll come out. But like they were tight and they had this plan, and it was Tony was the money behind them. Mm-hmm. But it was those guys that really made it possible. Yeah, because Tony had nothing to do with All In. No, nothing. And they put on All In together. Those the, four guys, the elite, put on All In. Because of a throwaway comment by Dave Meltzer, mm-hmm. uh, where he said that the elite couldn't fill a ten thousand seat arena, and they said uh, and challenge they said, accepted, bet, <laughs> and they did it right. And then after that, that's when Tony kind of got involved with it and was like, "I really like what you guys are doing here. I think we can make something of this." Yeah, here's my football money, <laughs> you know. <laughs> And, and that that is both both types of both football. Both types of football. <laughs> yeah. You know, here we go. And that's where AEW came from, right? Yeah. Cody, I think honestly, and this is just me wild speculation, right? I think honestly the problem with Cody, we've heard that he wanted more creative control about his character, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I think the problem there was Cody thought of AEW as his which in essence it kind of is part his and Tony was like I get that but this is a business and we have to run it like a business we have too many people now that we've signed that are used to working for a wrestling business mm-hmm. they're not used to working at bingo halls they haven't done that in years decades you know, yeah, we've got these people in that one are way more name recognized and star talent than you. Two are way more talented yeah. than you in everything. Yes. And they're expecting they they left what they left to come here because they believed in AEW. Right. Mm-hmm. Moxley could have resigned. Brian could have resigned. 
Uh, those are just the two quick ones, right? Well, you know, Moxley, he ste- Moxley I think he awful. stepped away from wrestling for a while. He was going to step away from wrestling. He was going to do independent wrestling for a while. Yeah. And then I think if AEW well, doesn't exist, Moxley is back in back WWE. WWE. Yeah. Maybe even by the next year's Rumble. Mm-hmm. So it has to be run like an actual legit wrestling organization, not this, hey, we're four dudes that got together and started a backyard wrestling mm-hmm. uh, thing. And I don't think Cody was cool with that. Which I don't get why he would go to WWE other than the paycheck was probably bigger. I honestly think that that's what it is. I think he couldn't get what he wanted, so he walked away from Tony. Mm-hmm. Or Tony well, said, hey, look, this is the last deal we're offering you. If you walk away yeah. from this, then we're, we're not negotiating anymore. And so Cody who apparently had just bought a house and done this and that. He's like, well, I got a kid. I got a wife. How do I pay for all this? Mm-hmm. And so he picked up the phone. Hey, Papa Vince, I'm sorry. Uh, Uncle Vince? Yeah. Uh, Uncle Vince, I'm sorry. Can, can I come back? Mm-hmm. Can I come work for you, please? Please, Uncle Vince. Will you please? I really, really, really hope that they make him come out as Stardust at the beginning, his first uh, return. That would be hilarious to me. No, no, he's got to come out as Cody when he first comes back. And the Homelander get up and everything? Homelander get up and everything, and then they put him in Stardust for a little while, and then they have uh, Stardust outfit change into polka dots. <laughs> Lord. <laughs> um, That's a callback to when WWE put Dusty in Yeah, polka in the polka dots. So, uh, let's move on a little bit. Let's talk about something that I mentioned in our intro that uh, it's really kind of dividing the wrestling community. So, Sammy and Tay cut a promo. Mm -hmm. Both in the ring, talking about, you know, not being the TNT champion anymore, uh, kind of calling out top team. They come out to the ramp. They start jawjacking, you know, back and forth. Paige Van Zant comes out. She makes some comments. Um, in the end, Dan Lambert ends up, you know, he's wearing one of the TNT belts. Sammy says, you know, he kind of takes offense to the fact that he's wearing one. He doesn't deserve it, yada, yada, yada. Lambert then p- holds up the belt and kisses it. And I think it was Tay who says, or was it Sammy? No, it was Sammy. It was Sammy who said, uh, you wouldn't be kissing that belt if you knew what we did with it all. No, what he said was I know I've been living rent free in your head for a while now. Yeah. If only you knew what Tay and I had done with that We'd belt. Done with that belt. You know we're now living in your mouth. Yeah. Yeah. And Dan Lambert sold, sold it, it to perfection. Yeah. We were dying laughing at it. Uh, we thought it was funny. Pretty quick after that, Tay posts a picture on Twitter of her and Sammy both naked in bed with the TNT title draped across like the- her hips. I feel like um, that that picture was taken that night. Probably so. Like I feel like they say, "Hey, let's, let's get the belt." It's going to be part of the, you know. Um, she posts that on Twitter. Uh, the wrestling community has already part of them have already started kind of turning on Sammy anyway, uh, due to uh, the whole due to this whole Tay thing because, and I, I see some point, it falls back to that you're you're. Life is none of my business. Mm-hmm. I do see a little bit of the point on, you know, the, it, it has become constant. Hey, look, we're a couple. That's all of their, per, that's their personality condensed now is, hey, we're a couple. Um, So I kind of get the point there. I kind of can see some of the whole, you know, you, you propose to your girlfriend. Then like a month later, y'all are broken up. And then all of a sudden you're saying, you know, no, me and Tay aren't anything, but you are, but you aren't, but you are. And yeah, that, that again, that goes to personal lives and it's none of our business what happens, but it's put out there like that. Yeah. And it's the only characteristic that Sammy has been really putting forward is stay mad because I'm dating Tanara, you know? So you just tell us cause my girl's pretty in years. Yeah. So there's part of me that kind of agrees on that point. There's part of me that agrees on the fact of it's a little disrespectful to the belt 
Um, See, that, here's, that here's made, my thought. That was made famous, I guess, really and truly by Brody, even though it's not the same belt. There's a little part of me that says, come on now. You, you go back years to the all the backlash that Paige caught with her leaked uh, sex tape thing where I think it was, who was it? Was it Woods or was it? Uh, uh, yeah, it was Woods. Was it Woods? Because I couldn't pa- remember if it was, it was him or if it was, uh, the only name that's coming to my mind is for Andrade and it ain't Andrade. It's uh, the other one, the Mexican aristocrat. Yeah, that sounded terrible, and I'm sorry for that. But uh, Alberto Del Rio, there we go. I'm sorry, I could. That sounded awful, but uh, uh, they're the same character. Uh, they are. It's still could, funny. It, oh, it's definitely funny. And you know, sorry about the the comment there. If, if anybody took that wrong, I do apologize. But uh, I couldn't remember if it was Woods or Alberto. No, that, it was it was Woods. The, and the, the belt scapades. It was Woods and because it was a three way. Yeah, okay, um, I couldn't remember that part. I just remember the ending ended up with Paige licking uh, the belt, mm-hmm. and there was stuff on the belt. Uh and the backlash that came out of that. Yeah, um, it was Woods and the guy who was playing like the manager of Raw for a while. Okay, the gotcha. Yeah. So yeah. Um. There's part of me that looks at that and goes, damn, that's really crass. On the other hand, there's the part of me that was sitting here Wednesday night laughing my butt off at the comments that were made. And more importantly, it kind of made me like Dan Lambert, not as a, oh, I think he should be a face, but like him more as a heel. Because we've talked about it on several instances that we didn't like Lambert being involved. We didn't like the character he was portraying. We didn't like him as a whole. Yeah. And it has nothing to do with the guy. It just it has, has nothing to do, do with the guy. For, Cause for all, for everything I've heard, dude's really cool. Yeah. Um, but didn't like him on the screen. Like he was this. I really liked it. I thought it was, I thought it was funny. You know, it, it was, a, it, it, maybe it threw back to that 16 year old DX potty humor that I still pop for at 42 years old. Well, here, but. here's my thought on the whole thing. If you don't think that every single one of these belts has been worn to bed right. by somebody the night or the, you know, shortly after yeah. they win it and that it hasn't been used in, as a prop, as a prop during their couple time. Oh, you yeah. sweet summer child. Right. I guarantee you, Shawn Michaels back in the day. Oh, for sure. You know, like he was coming, he was going into rooms with just the belt and that weird ass leather hat he wore. Yeah. And, and that was it. You know, so, like, yeah. Uh, nothing that this has done to me takes away from the legacy that Brody left. No, uh, of course not. This, I laughed because I am a child at heart. Yeah. I thought and it was funny. I thought it was funny to then go into to wrestling Reddit and and the on you know the the internet wrestling community and see how much they hate that. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking, y'all just want to hate to hate. Yes, somebody. I think I really think you hit it on the head. The internet wrestling community hates Sammy because they want to be with Tay. Yeah. They, they hate to hate because that is what they want. Yep. That is what they are. And somebody on, on Reddit said, Sammy just has a punchable face and they're not wrong. They're not. When he was coming but, out in the stupid Panda hat or Panda head. And and I think that Sammy is more of a natural heel, mm-hmm. especially at the age he is now but let the story play out. And I'm, I'm going to contradict myself on that. When I say, let the story play out here in a few minutes, when we talk about some other stuff that just pisses me the hell off, <laughs> but we, we let the story play out. Sammy's going to turn heel. He has yeah. nowhere to go as a face right now. So yes, he will be heel. He will be heel probably in the next two to three months. Probably. 
and just let it happen. Yeah. Um, like I said, the, the only, the only ding I put on there is Sammy's entire personality is him and Tainara dating. That's the, that's the entire personality that Sammy is portraying right now. And that's honestly the only little negative hit that I can get. Well, and I think that falls and we've talked about this before that falls on Tony Khan. Yeah. And I think Tony's in for a rude awakening as he takes over and really starts booking ring of honor. Yeah. Because Tony has like five stories. Mm-hmm. It's all he's been able to tell. MJF has told the exact same story over yep, and for over three years and over 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 and over. And, over. Mm-hmm. and we're seeing that again. Yep. Tony needs a booking committee. Mm-hmm. Yes. He is the head of the table. No, wait, that's Roman Reigns. That's Roman yes, Reigns. he is the head yeah. of the booking committee. But he needs people that are pitching him different ideas who are, I don't want script writers. I'm not asking for a creative department. Yeah. I'm asking for a booking committee who is pitching ideas. You still have your talent to pitch ideas. Everybody's pitching ideas, and you have Tony, who's the spider in the middle of the web, Yep. plucking the strings and making everything come together. Yeah, that would work. That that's they need something like that for sure. You know. That's for all of the crap that Vince Russo gets. Mm-hmm. Vince Russo was shooting ideas and Vince as him in his role as owner of the company and head of the company was taking Vince's ideas. Oh, this this is got some cool aspects this has here got potential. We can do this. And this he twisted event. He, he twisted Russo's worst ideas and, and was able to actually pull something out of them. Yeah. That's what Tony needs to do. Exactly. But now to completely contradict myself, <laughs> the whole Adam Cole stealing the title things. Yeah. Ugh. That that well that kind of ties in because uh Britt tweeted uh when Adam Cole tweeted that uh he you can call him uh Mr. Stilia title and Britt's response back Britt responded to it and said and I can guarantee you what we are not going to do with those belts. That's because they've already done it with the NXT belts. Probably so. And the AEW women's belt. Probably so. Anyway. Um <laughs> Yeah, the whole title stealing thing. I've never quite understood that as a uh, as a, a wrestling trope. Like you have to go into the back, and the upper management stuff are back there. You would think, hey, they stole the belt as soon as they walk through the curtain. Boss man's going to be standing there, going, "Hand it over. You're not the champ." I, I'm so tired. Uh, and this is not an AEW thing. This is not a. This is both all the companies. I'm so tired of the heels walking all over the faces with this kind of stuff mm-hmm. and nothing ever happens. Yeah. Like I want Tony to have walked out after Adam took Adam's belt. Mm-hmm. Right. Continue with that. Yeah. <laughs> after, after Cole took Heyman's belt, I wanted Tony to walk out and say, you're going to walk in the ring. You're going to hand the belt to him, or I'm going to fine you $500,000 and you're going to be banned from ever competing for a belt. And that includes red dragon. Yeah. You guys will never compete for any belt in AEW ever again. Right. I need my management in these companies to actually do stuff. Yeah. All Otherwise, they, I'm just watching a bunch of people. All management does is enable heels. Yeah. That's all they do. And all the companies. And, okay, we're, we're creating a, a, a fantasy world here. Sure. But I would like to see consequences for actions. Give me just a little bit of realism. Like, I'm not talking, I don't want it to go so far as to where, like, if the heel cheats, they get fined and and all this kind of stuff. But if the heel cheats repeatedly, then it happens. Like, Okay, they rolled up the tights, big deal, you know, whatever. Yeah. Then they do it the next match, and you you can see, give us a quick 30-second backstage segment of a management, head of the referees, whatever, go. Uh, if you do that again, we, you will be reported, you know. Yeah. 
And then, like, the next time they, they cheat and they do it again. And then you see the head of the referees come out later in the night. Not even, it don't even have to come out later in the night. They well, can I'll come in later in the night so they can review the tape, right? They come out later in the night. Not the referee that did the match, like your, your head referee, right? Mm-hmm. He comes out and says, you know, we reviewed the tape of the match between so and so and so and so and saw that so and so cheated. Uh, therefore, in my role as a head referee, I'm reversing the decision and calling it a disqualification for them. The win will be addressed to the yeah. good guy, right? Yeah. You can also then play with that as well. Like you can have the Eddie Guerrero, you know, the the slap the chair, throw it down, lay down, or throw it at your opponent and yeah. then lay down, you know. You can use that because it always well it never makes sense to me when heel gets hit with chair, fake gets fake hit with chair by face, referee turns around and immediately calls for disqualification. You hit him with the chair, you know, I heard it. You didn't see it. But no. then that same show, heel hits face with chair. Same the ref. referee goes over and looks and goes, what happened? You were standing there, and now you're, oh, well, one, two, three. So, like, moving on through the night, because just same same basic conversation. At the end of Dynamite, you have the Jericho Appreciation Society versus Dark Order. Jericho runs over. I hadn't seen this in forever. Like, I don't even know that I've ever seen this particular way of doing this. Mm-hmm. And it was great. Yeah. Jericho runs over. He kicks the steps mm-hmm. and falls back. And all of us are like, what? Mm-hmm. And then Aubrey comes over and kicks out Dark Order. Yeah. Well, and then later, in, like Aubrey very clearly was like trying to turn her head to miss yeah. something. And one make refs intelligent again, Yeah. make the well, heels, the if the rampage. heels, if the heels want to cheat, if the heels want to cheat, make them work for it. Yeah. Don't, you know, the other thing that I wanted to see there, she only kicked out what five and 10, right? Yeah. I want to see, see Uno and Stu walk. Yeah. Out. I wanted to see Uno and Stu walk out and, and what is Aubrey going to do? She didn't kick them out. Yeah. You know, and, or, kick everybody at ringside out at that point. If you're yeah. going to have that, you kick everybody else out. Yeah. Not just the two faces that are standing over away from where Jericho is. Because <laughs> the same thing kind of happened with Swerve and Starks, mm. right? And, and this is this is something that I really want to, I really hate on AEW for this. You just brought in Swerve. You made a big show of signing him at the pay-per-view. The whole thing. Well, he's now got a loss on his record. Yeah. You know, and he's got a loss on his record because the ref, he was outside the ring. Ricky Starks went to do a tope. Swerve countered it by punching him in the face. I loved that spot. Ricky Starks kind of stumbles back. The referee is standing by the ropes as Hobbs runs into Swerve. But the ref then really quickly runs over to Ricky Starks like she, like they're checking on him, right? And commentary tries to sell it. Oh, they missed it because they were checking on. They were standing right there looking down at yeah. what happened. Healed person interferes. Swerve loses. They start beating up Swerve. Keith Lee comes out. Keith Lee wrecks Ricky Starks' uh, little entourage thing. And, and at the end, you have Swerve and Keithley standing tall. Fine, cool, okay. I like this pairing, but Swerve's got a loss on his record. Yeah, Ricky Starks could have taken the loss. Ricky Starks has not done anything. I'm sorry, Jay. Ricky Starks is terrible as this character. Yeah, he's not doing anything. He hasn't done anything. Ricky Starks is a commentator on Dynamite or not Dynamite uh, Rampage. Rampage. That is the only thing. Like. Yeah. Okay, yes, he's been in the ring. Yes, he's the FTW champion. He has a... One, nobody cares about the FTW championship. He has a fake title that no one cares about in a faction that no one cares about. Yeah. He's done nothing. I want to see Brian Cage... He should not be the one to beat Swerve. You know, I I realize that, you know, they they apparently don't have anything for Brian Cage right now. He's resigned, though. How about walk Brian Cage out and have Cage throw Taz off of the out of the announce booth. Yeah. And, and just like throw them, you know, 
yeah. off of the top of the stage into the, the, you know, have do that kind of stuff. Cause I think Taz could take that bump mm-hmm. and there Brian cage now has his revenge on team Taz yeah. because he's injured Taz. Mm-hmm. And then you move Brian cage into whatever it is you're going to do with Brian cage. Let's have Will Hobbs break away from team Taz. Cause Right now, he's playing second fiddle to Ricky Starks. Yeah. Sorry, Jay. Ricky Starks and Will Hobbs. Yeah. I'd rather see Will Hobbs any day of the week. Mm-hmm. Maybe Ricky can change my mind, but I got to see him do stuff. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It, you know, I just, if you're going to make all this pageantry about signing Swerve, you don't have him lose to Ricky Starks in a month, in, in less, than, in a less month. than a month, yeah, of being with the company. Three weeks, because he signed. He's had two matches. This was the third week, I believe, of him being there. Yeah, and apparently Hook's no longer part of Team Taz because I never see him. Never see him with Team Taz. With Team Taz, which is he's apparently good. powerful enough to re- to uh, resist Danhausen's curse, though. Yeah, what can you say? But. Anyway, but yeah, yeah, that to me, that just plus that match was sloppy. Mm -hmm. Like I said, when I was going through it, I hated every minute of that match, almost every minute of that match. There were a couple of shiny, of bright spots that I liked. I did like the the, the counter to the tope, just by punching the dude in the face as he was jumping. Um, But most of the moves were sloppy. And I don't know whether it's the fact that those two just have zero chemistry. They've never worked together. I don't know if it's the fact that Ricky hasn't really had enough reps. If if Swerve has ring rust on him, I, I don't know. But that match was bad and ended worse. Yeah. So. Adam Cole keeps low-blowing people. Mm-hmm. Why anybody who is even remotely in a feud with Adam Cole isn't always wearing a cup. Right. A cup with thumbtacks on it. Like Matt Good Cardona God. did. God. <laughs> no, Matt Cardona did that. He had a cup where he glued thumbtacks on the outside of it because he had been low-blowed a couple times. And the next match that he was in where they low-blowed him, he he fell over, you know, and then the per- the person's, like, screaming at their arm, and he kind of falls over and then smiles and pulls this cup out of his out of his trunks. It's got thumbtacks all on the outside of it. I Adam Cole's better than that. Yeah. Yes, he's a heel. Okay, he has to cheat because that's that's because wrestling. Heels have to um, cheat. Sure. Uh, okay. Fine. I can deal with that. Like, I, and you know, let, let's but, take let's talk about that for a moment. Heels having to cheat. I could buy that back in the eighties. Mm-hmm. Heels always cheated because in the end, heels always lost. You know, it's kind of like the comics code in the, you can tell a story where a villain gets one over on the superhero, but at the end of the story, the villain has to lose. Yeah. Wrestling was the same way. You had villains and, and villains could win temporarily, but in the end, they always got what was coming to them. Yeah. You know, they got put in the steel cage and beat down by Hulkamania, you know. It was very rare, very rare yeah. for a heel to win a title or for a heel to win a major feud and then that feud go away and then move on to something else with the heel having won. Um, we've come into the era now where heels can win feuds, and I'm okay to a point with that, but if we're going to have heels win feuds they still have to have something more to them because the idea was always they always cheated to win. They couldn't legit beat the good guy. Yeah. So when things finally became fair, the good guy won. Mm -hmm. And it was like this moral idea of, you know, good triumphing over evil, yada, yada, yada. We don't have that anymore. We don't have that storyline anymore. And, And you can call me old and say, you know, it's good we don't have those and, to a point, I agree, but we got to change the way the heel works. If the heel wins a feud, 3-0, 5-0, because they cheated in all seven, but the heel never gets their, their comeuppance, then what's the point? 
like we talked about this a lot with the elite. The elite constantly won all of their feuds, mm-hmm. and they constantly beat down the good guys, and they never got any uh, any consequences for their actions. Yeah. And what did we start doing? We started not caring at all. Oh, look, the whole elite's going to come down and beat up somebody. I mean, anyway, it, you want to go and start the D&D game? You know, that to take it thing. further back, Roman. Yeah. And his feud with Kevin, his feud with everybody there for a while, where you have Roman Reigns, who you have booked as the strongest in the company, heel face, whatever. Being a chicken shit. And he's. He can't. He never beat Kevin Owens, no. and I would love to see a a quote unquote quasi heel Kevin mm-hmm. get up in Roman's face and be like, "Dude, you never beat me. Mm-hmm. You never could beat me without the help." Yep. And like flashback to what was it? Uh, was it Royal Rumble where he had the uh, the false count anywhere match or or whatever the, it was? The last man standing match. Last man standing, and he was. Handcuffed and the ref had to stop. The counting. ref had to stop counting. Like, yeah, Kevin Owens should be calling that out and screaming that from the rooftops. What? And we you, talked about the it. company had to back you up because you couldn't beat me. So the company had to tell the ref to stop counting. What you do there, you have the ref continue to count. You count Roman out. Kevin Owens wins. Hooray! Kevin Owens, new world champion. Then that Friday on SmackDown, Roman comes out, demands a rematch because it's Roman Reigns. He's mm-hmm. granted, and Roman Reigns wins and takes the belt back. Yeah. Kevin Owens gets a week there. Okay. You know, Roman or, says, you know, you, you, you had to resort to these dirty uh, to these dirty tricks, and you had to do this, and you had to do that, and you had to do this. And there you go. Yeah. You, you don't have to break the, the, the idea that, we all know that it's scripted, but... You send... I don't, I don't even remember if Sammy was working at that time, but you send Sammy yep. out to attack Kevin, and that stops the ref from counting because the ref is trying to get Sammy off of Kevin. Mm-hmm. You know, like... Anyways. Let's... Is there anything else this week in wrestling that you want to talk about? Not that I can think of. Okay. Well, because WrestleMania, meh, is on Saturday and Sunday next week. Let's run through real quick and let's see what matches have been announced. Okay. Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair. Who do you think wins? I hope Belair wins, but probably Becky. See, I think this is, I think this is going to be Belair. Belair's crown. I think, I think this is going to be Belair. I would love to see that. I would love to see it. Um, I just have a feeling that they're going to let Becky win and that this is going to go on until SummerSlam. Who, though? Who? Ronda? Because if she beats Becky here... No, no what I mean is, come SummerSlam, Bianca will win there or something no. like that, that. They've already been pushing it for almost... I know. I know. It's got to be Belair. It's got to I, I really hope it is, but I, I don't, I'm not going to be disappointed and say that it yeah. is. And then Becky wins. Yeah. Uh, we have the Miz and Logan Paul versus the Mysterios. I feel like it's going to be Miz and Logan Paul. Uh, no, nah, the Mysterios got to win. You think so? Yeah. I hope so. I, I will not be watching that match. Like, no. I will watch the rest of the card, even though I don't have strong feelings about this WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. I'm going to watch the rest of the show. I'm going to turn it off Yeah. during that match. One, because Logan Paul is an awful human being. And two... Yep. I just, I, I'm not going to support him being on the show. We have uh, Drew McIntyre versus Happy Corbin. Drew's got to win. Drew. Um, we have the SmackDown Tag Team Championship, The Usos versus Rick Boogs and Shinsuke Nakamura. Um, the Usos are going to win here. You think so? I think so. I think I agree with you on that. Rick Boogs and Shinsuke Nakamura are a decent tag team. Yeah. They're, I like them both individually. I want to see them split up because it just doesn't do anything for me. I, I would say team. this. I feel like that match, to me, I think that match is going to determine the Brock-Roman match. Okay. Edge versus AJ Styles. This is one match I'm actually excited I'm for. I'm excited to see this match. I really am. Um, I feel like Edge is probably going to win. I want to say AJ because this is AJ's face turn. Yeah. 
And I think that this cements AJ as a face if he beats Edge. And Edge has been laying AJ out left and right. Yeah. 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 I still think Edge is probably going to win it. Fair enough. I, yeah. I, I think I think you're right. AJ needs to win this one because he's just been beat up like crazy. Mm-hmm. AJ needs the win. I have a feeling they're going to go with Edge as the win. And, but it's going to be through some, like, over-the-top violent means, which will cement Edge's heel turn and AJ's face turn at the same time. Okay. The SmackDown Women's Championship, Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey. Ronda. Stone Cold Steve Austin appearing on the Kevin Owens show, hosted by Kevin Owens. I've said what I think is going to happen there. Yeah, uh, it's going to be a Owens down. is going to eat a stunner, and then Booker T is going to come out and hit him with... Uh, his finisher, and then Shawn Michaels is going to give him a super kick, and then they're all going to drink beers, and then Stone Cold is going to give Booker T a stunner and give Shawn Michaels a stunner. And there you go. And we will all be sports entertained. Yes. And, I mean, I will pop yeah, for it. I will pop for it. Like, I, I'm not even joking when I say we'll be sports entertained. Mm-hmm. We will be. Yep. All right, day two. Title versus title, Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar. I think Brock wins. And I say that because I think the story that they may try to build here is Reigns losing being the head of the table. He loses to Brock. The Usos retain. And the Usos then are like, you don't even have a title. Why should we listen to you? And it goes from there. See, now that would be a good story. Which is why Roman's going to win. <laughs> right. I I think that this is going to be Roman finally putting the nail in the coffin of beating Brock. Yeah, but he's done that. But I think this is going to be the... I mean, I'm, this is not going to be the last time we see these two. They sell tickets, let's face it. Yeah. But I feel like this is... I feel like Roman's winning this. Mm-hmm. With that being said, I don't know where they go from here. I, I you know, because there's nobody left. Yeah, I, and that's that's kind of why I say I think Brock has to win here because you do not have an option. The only way, you know, two percent here type thing. Brock loses. Roman is the the double champ. And then adrenaline in my soul. <laughs> you and I were thinking the exact champion, same. Cody Rhodes. You, <laughs> you know? and I were thinking the exact same thing. But I just don't see that happening no. at all. No, the only so, the only legitimate competitor left for would be Seth. Is Seth because Roman hasn't beat Seth, and Seth was on track to win their match at was it it was Rumble right. and shenanigans yep so i i don't know there i feel like roman but i could see them going with brock i'm afraid if brock wins we go back to monster brock yeah and not brock lesnar who's just there having fun what and having a, the time of his life and it's entertaining is what would be hilarious to me personally brock wins brock comes out on monday night with both belts and goes you know I just wanted to dethrone that clown. I don't really care about these belts. I'm vacating them and just walks away, <laughs> goes and gets in his, goes and gets in his pickup and drives off into the Saskatchewan yeah. sunset, you know, uh, Bro, and then oh, here we, here we go. Here we, we have go. a tournament for the belts. Well, see, WWE doesn't like tournaments. So, right. but here we exactly. go. I've got it. Roman wins. You hear the glass break and out walks Stone Cold. <laughs> I got one more run in me. <laughs> Stunner. <laughs> All right. <laughs> wow. Okay, so that is going to be the women's tag team championship match. Queen Selena and Carmella versus Naomi and Sasha Banks versus Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan versus Natalia and Shayna Baszler. Ripley and Morgan better win this. Uh, yeah, they're the only ones I care about winning this. Yeah. 
Uh, the rest of it, I don't care. This is going to be a cluster. Yeah. I, unlike Jay, we're calling you, this is the, we're going to call out Jay show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> unlike Jay, I actually do enjoy multi-man matches. I like multi-man matches if they're good. This is just going to be a cluster. This is going to be a nightmare. And not because Ray is in there. Uh, <laughs> uh, Pat McAfee versus Austin Theory. McAfee. I, I'm going to agree with you there. Somehow, mm-hmm. somehow I've actually been entertained by this whole thing. Yeah, me too. And I don't understand it. Uh, yeah, I don't get it, <laughs> but I have been. Sami Zayn versus Johnny Knoxville. Sami Zayn. Please. I think they're going to let Sami Zayn win here. I think Johnny's winning just because you don't bring in a... You don't bring in a celebrity, celebrity to, lose, to lose. I also but, feel like Sami Zayn will probably win it. Yeah. I hope. Sammy, I want Sammy to win, but Johnny's winning. Yeah, you're probably right, but, you know. All right. Um, the Raw Tag Team Championship, RK-Bro versus Street Profits versus Alpha Academy. RK-Bro retains. You think? I think so. I want... I, I, I the only way they don't retain is if Riddle turns on Randy. I, I think that they retain. I want the Street Profits to win because I want... Randy and Riddle to turn on each other and break up. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Caitlin. I know I that you love them. I don't. But I want RK Bro to stay together forever. <laughs> I want RK Bro to be the next New Day. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah. Um, and then we potentially have two other matches that haven't been announced, but I could Seth versus see. Cody. Seth versus Cody. Mm-hmm. Who do you think wins that? Cody would have to. Eh, I think it's Seth. I don't know if Cody's coming back to the company and they they're bringing him back on WrestleMania and they're making a big show of it. Cody's got to win that. Okay. I'll buy that. I don't know that I agree with it, but I'll buy it. And Finn Balor versus Damian Priest is another one that they've thrown out there as a possibility. If it happens, Finn retains. Yeah. Damian's has the title. The US title for a while. Finn has to retain here. Finn has to retain here. Oh, and we didn't even talk about I hated what they did with the Austin Theory versus Finn Balor match. Yeah. They made Finn Balor look weak. Mm-hmm. Austin Theory had complete control of your United States champion, Finn Balor. Sorry, yeah. I know we were wrapping up, but I've got to rant on this. Right. Austin Theory had complete control of Finn Balor throughout that entire match. Mm-hmm. And the only reason that Finn Balor won was because of the interference of Pat McAfee. Yep. I hated that. Me too. You could have put them on equal footing. You could have put, you could have done a lot of things, but Finn Balor is a champion and you made him look weak. Yep. You made him look weak to Austin theory. Yeah. Which I get that WWE sees a big thing with Austin theory in, in their future. I don't see it. He's just another meh guy to me. Yep. But, yeah. Anyways, I think that that's just about everything for this week. You got anything else for us? Nope. That's it, I think. Uh, Well, we will be back with y'all next week to talk about at least night one of WrestleMania. And, yeah. We want to say a big thank you to McNarb Gaming here in Gautier, Mississippi for allowing us to use the space. They have any type of board game or card game or role-playing game. If you want to come down here and check that out, they have it all. Come get your D&D books. Come get your Wingspan if you want to play a fun board game. Come check out your Pokemon cards or your Magic the Gathering cards. They have it all. If some of that is sounds interesting and something you want to get into, there's always going to be somebody here that can get you into it. Yep. And, you know, while you're in the ta- in town getting that from uh, from McNarv, swing over to Big Dog Liquor. Grab yourself a bottle of whiskey or vodka or tequila or whatever spirit floats your boat. They've got all kinds of discounts going on most days. Uh, discounts on wine, sales on wine, military discount, senior discount, all that kind of good stuff. Uh, so go in there, tell them we sent you, and uh, get you something good to drink. And now that you're done listening to us, go to your favorite podcasting app and check out our friends over at Silence Your Cell Phones.
They talk about all of the movies that have come out that they want to talk about. They talk about bingeable TV shows. Give them a listen. I think they even have a YouTube channel they do. where they live stream a couple times a week. Yeah. So check that out. And check out our friend Jody uh, on, I think, Anchor is where he's at. Anchor, I think he may have said Spotify too. And maybe Spotify for Fearology, where he talks about horror movies, their history, reviews, all that kind of good stuff. Uh, so plenty of stuff to, to fill up your ear holes. Yep. And check out our bonus episode from last week. Yeah, where we talk about Scott Hall. We talked about Scott Hall. It was a good episode. We were six of us sitting around the table. It was a nightmare to edit, but it was a lot of fun to sit and reminisce about Scott Hall. Yep. And until next time. I think cheers. Cheers.